Hey everyone, it's Pacific, and welcome back to another episode of SCP Archives. Uh, just kind of a quick general update on things. Um, if you're interested, Mayfair Watcher Society Season 2 is in the works. Uh, so is The Dead, the George A. Romero zombie podcast that I'm working on. Uh, a lot of things are in the works, like the Dead Space podcast written by Ben Counter. So many things in the works. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff. I got a piano. I've been learning how to play piano. I don't know. Not a ton of updates this week. But you know what I do have? I do have a list of patrons uh, who joined us recently. So I want to give a huge shout out to Julian, he who watches many worlds, Shay Johnson, Jennifer Jackson, Dr. Thomas Jones, Logan Rogers, Cole Sylvester, Joseph Polka, and Jebba. Thanks, guys. Your support lets us do what we do, including making this podcast, hiring new sound designers, bringing on our script editor, Kevin, our showrunner, Kale, um, uh, our artist, Valdivia. Uh, it does everything. Uh, and if you're interested in hearing your name at the top of an episode or getting access to ad-free and bonus episodes, consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash SCP underscore POD. There's also a link to our Patreon in the show notes below. Uh, I'm sick, so I'm going to go take a nap, but I have a quick ad break and then this week's episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Warning, the Foundation database is classified. Unauthorized access will result in detainment. Within this archive, you'll find the procedures, descriptions, and accounts of the most notorious anomalies we've encountered to date. Secure. Contain. Protect. Welcome, O5-9. O5-1 has sent you a private message. Would you like to access it? Yes. 9. Attached are files we found last week within Site-01's deep well. I wouldn't trouble you with this if not for the fact that the events described herein have never occurred. Their initial creation date is approximately 50,000 years ago. Please familiarize yourself with them as quickly as possible. O5-1 has sent you a file to review. Would you like to access it? 
Yes. Accessing file. SCP-6789. Iteration 1. August 30th, 1825. Anomaly number SCP-6789. Object class. Safe. Special containment procedures. The room hosting SCP-6789 and its adjacent chambers are to be cut off from employees of Rolander Steel and the public at large. The sub-basement level of the factory is to be sealed and expunged from the building's blueprints. The sole access point to SCP-6789 is to be placed under constant surveillance and armed guard. Due to the scientific knowledge that could be gleaned from SCP-6789, a permanent research team is to be stationed and supplied on-site. Notable research developments are to be forwarded to high command. Description SCP-6789 is a roughly 20 meter by 20 meter area located within the sub-basement boiler room of the Rolander General Steel Factory in Czestochowa, Poland, within which the growth speed of organic material is greatly increased. Despite being shielded from sunlight and isolated from sufficient sources of water, SCP-6789 is capable of hosting a microcosm of floral and faunal life. Organisms present within the anomaly are sustained indefinitely through unknown means, barring interference from outside phenomena. Prior to the manifestation of the anomaly, the room hosting SCP-6789 was the main power source for the Rolander General Steel Factory. This room has since been rendered non-functional due to plant growth. Several eyewitnesses claim to have felt a rhythmic pulsing originating within SCP-6789 while in its vicinity. These claims are unverified and are being investigated. Addendum 6789-1 The following is an interview with Thomas Williams, head of Rolander General Steele's technical repair system, conducted on August 30th, 1890, by Magister Heche. There we go. Recording's on now. Thank you for your cooperation with my team thus far. I trust you've been briefed on the nature of our organization. I have. And of the... Object of interest? Yes. Excellent. Please, tell me about the basement. I have managed steel production in this factory for 20 years. Worked here for 20 before that. I lost my left hand to the steel mill. Seen others fare far worse. When I heard there was something wrong with our boiler, I figured it must have been the new hours management had been pushing on us. Ever since the war, we've been producing at twice the speed with half the infrastructure. The mechanics told me we had an infestation of some kind. I mean, the conditions were always bad, but this was something different. What I saw in the basement. Well, what did you see? I saw roots sprouting from the ground before my eyes. Hairs springing from the thin air. Sometimes we would leave the windows open for the animals. For the first time in years, I saw birds flock to these vacant trees. There was a calmness to it. We all felt it. We used to go down there during our breaks and just stand among the flowers and the animals. Sometimes we'd sleep down there and have the most vivid dreams. It was like we were standing on a conduit for nature itself. Sometimes 
if you were quiet and alone, you could feel a great heart pounding underground, reverberating in the air around you. It, it was a sight to behold. Eventually, I brought it to the bosses. I didn't say too much, naturally, and never did trust them more than I had to. I asked them if we might slow production for a short time, long enough to figure out what we had down there. They, they didn't seem to understand, refused to, to see it for themselves. They gave me a shiny new machine and told me to fix the problem. And did you? Mr. Williams? I... I didn't want to. They said they'd come after my staff, my family, cut our wages. I... I torched the room, tore out the old machine and put in a new one. My men hated me for it, called me a monster for what I made them do. The sounds that place made while it burned. I don't know what drove me to defile such a gift of nature. Greed, or fear, or both. You will let me know if anything happens down there, won't you? I need to know if it can regrow. It must be able to, yes? As of now, we have found no unexpected activity. You'll be kept in the loop as long as you adhere to our confidentiality agreement. Is that clear? I... I understand. Thank you for your time, Mr. Williams. That will be all for now. Log ends. Closing statement. Two days after the conclusion of this interview, Thomas Williams disappeared from his house during the night of September 1st, 1890. Efforts to determine his whereabouts failed. Addendum 6789-2. On September 2nd, 1890, on-site research teams reported the room adjacent to SCP-6789 began exhibiting anomalous properties identical to that of SCP-6789. It was found that the area of SCP-6789's influence had begun to increase at a steady pace of 0.6 meters every 24 hours. Initial efforts to halt the spread of SCP-6789 failed. Further study is ongoing. This concludes Iteration 1 of File, SCP-6789. Proceed to next iteration. Proceed. Anomaly number, SCP-6789. Object class, Euclid. The entirety of the area affected by SCP-6789 has been quarantined from the outside world. With an official cover story of retrieval of toxic nuclear waste from the alchemy war. FMF Kappa 17, Blackliners, is currently responsible for patrolling the area's border. Counterintelligence operations by IMF Balder 1, Gatekeepers, and Winston.AIC. Counterintelligence operations by IMF Balder 1, Gatekeepers, and Winston.AIC to erase references and mentions to the city of Chestahova in media and colloquialism are currently underway. Any individuals retrieved from SCP-6789's area of effort are to be immediately transported to the nearest Foundation base for further research. Description SCP-6789 is an area formerly known as the city of Czestochowa, Poland. 
first appearing on April 12, 1947. SCP-6789 is capable of generating massive vegetation, typically exceeding 20 meters in height. Genetic analysis reveals flora generated by SCP-6789 is an amalgamation of various species of conifers, ferns, shrubs, grasses, herbs, and flowers. It is believed more than 79% of Chestov's area is overgrown by anomalous flora. The entire area of SCP-6789 is capable of generating life through unknown means. This is corroborated by exploration crews reporting that the density of flora and fauna increases as one approaches the geometrical center of SCP-6789. Remote analysis of this area is impossible due to dense foliage, making manned operations the only viable option. The ecology within SCP-6789 is inconsistent. Rarely are the same organisms observed in consecutive explorations. While observed life forms are typically analogous to non-anomalous species, they frequently possess significant biological discrepancies, suggesting millions of years of speciation occurred within the span of several decades. Flora generated by SCP-6789 has a subsidiary mimetic effect that will force humans with a cognitive resistance value of less than 20 to lose consciousness. Affected individuals appear to enter a state of stasis, effectively protecting them from malnourishment or dehydration. It is believed that this is responsible for the loss of 98.9% of civilian population of Chestahova. Visually, SCP-6789 appears as a large oblong spheroid extending above Chestahova. Current measurements approximated to be around 12 kilometers in diameter. Only half of this formation is visible from the Earth's surface, creating the illusion of a dome or bubble. Ground-penetrating radars confirm that the spheroid extends an equal distance into the Earth's crust. It emits a constant glow of 1,100 to 1,900 lumens, a dull hum of roughly 60 decibels, and is iridescent. Its surface can be penetrated with ease. Addendum 6789-1 The following is a transcript of an exploration mission conducted by FMF Epsilon III, Atypical Philosophers, focused on reestablishing contact with Base 120 one of the first areas to be overtaken by SCP-6789's expansion. Exploration Team Epsilon-3, Atypical Philosophers, was led by Team Lead Epsilon-Alpha. Team members consisted of Epsilon-Beta and Charlie. Command oversight was provided by watchstander Alice Jackson of Base-27. Note, this is the last manned exploration in SCP-6789 prior to its neutralization. Log begins. Camera feed reveals Alpha standing on the road leading to the industrial complex housing base 120. Surrounding the team are numerous buildings overtaken by SCP-6789 growth. The camera focuses on a structure overrun by a massive grove of trees. All units, sound off. Alpha, reporting in. This is Beta, checking in. Charlie here too. Read you all loud and clear. Your mission is to establish contact with Bravo 120 and any surviving personnel. Civilians are to be detained and escorted to the border, where Capital will take care of them. Is that clear? More to that, Command. Understood we should establish contact with Bravo 120 and any surviving personnel. Exfil civilians. Over. Proceed. Alright, team. Let's move. Epsilon 3 encounters a large bus blocking the path as they move down the road. From within, lush bushes grow and spread into the surrounding terrain. Command, civilian vehicles been found blocking the road. Permission to search for civilians? Permission granted, Alpha. The team approaches the door and enters the vehicle. As they do so, one of them notes that the rear door is already open. 
No signs of struggle are visible. Numerous personal items, including backpacks and bags, are seen lying around the seats. See anything? Negative. Interior is empty. There's grapes in the engine. What? Grapes in the engine. Charlie motions for Alpha to walk to the front of the car. Walking forward, Skimmer reveals that the hood is open, from which several grape vines are intertwined within. Alpha picks one from a vine near the battery and puts it in a small pouch. Keep moving forward. 120 should be up ahead in just a bit. Alpha chuckles and picks an additional three grapes off of the vine. Whoa. As Beta walks up to the walls of base 120, she touches the vines covering one of the windows. She cuts off a segment, smells its scent, and closes her eyes. Kudzu. Excuse me? The vine, it's called Kudzu. Grew up on a farm in Georgia. These things could kill a tree. Happen up in vines, choking the life out of it. Odd that it's here. I mean, they don't call it an anomaly for no reason, do they? Let's get in there. Charlie and Beta begin cutting through the flora, revealing a damaged, reinforced door. Alpha attaches a winch to the doorframe. On three. One, two, three! The door is pried open and Epsilon 3 peers into the above-ground sections of the base. It appears abandoned. Command, we have gained access to 120. Do we have permission to enter? Command, can you read us? We've lost contact with Command. We'll proceed with our objectives until contact can be re-established. Wait. Did you hear that? Hear what? The beaten. It's in the walls, I think. Sounds like a heartbeat. No. No, I don't. I don't hear anything. As the team enters the facility, they notice the entrance's biometric scanner has been damaged by plant growth. After the use of controlled explosives, Epsilon-3 is able to destroy the door's locking mechanism, revealing the staircase. It is heavily overgrown by moss and vines. Careful. The last thing I need is for someone to trip and fall. Epsilon-3 descends. After ten minutes, they arrive at the door to base 120 staff offices. The door is unlocked, and Alpha enters. The majority of the hallway is covered in translucent cocoons. Within each, an individual can be seen. None of them appear hurt. What the hell? Are they smiling? Charlie approaches the cocoon closest to the entrance, touching its outer layer. He examines the person within. Alpha, get over here. What is it? Approaching Charlie, Alpha leans towards the cocoon, examining the person inside for several seconds. He then proceeds to use his pocket knife to cut into the cocoon, piercing its outer membrane. A yellow-green fluid drains from the pod, revealing the body of Base 20's senior magister. Shit. Status? The team's medic, Beta, comes forward and checks for vitals. They're still alive. Breathing is stable. Just not conscious. Normally I'd call for a medivac, but... Given our circumstances, that, that seems unnecessary. Best we can do is turn the power back on and try to find something out here that can get everyone out. Ah. Actually, never mind. Let's just get this over with. The team proceeds to walk down the corridor, heading towards the power room located at the opposite end. The entire room is covered in thick vines, the stems of which grow thicker as the team approaches the room. Been at this. Feels like forever. 
Only a couple of hours or so. The hell are you talking about? It's been less than a... Uh, an hour? I... I think. Where's Beta? Oh! Charlie stumbles on a vine and trips. Don't worry. Uh, I'm fine. I just... I need a second to catch my... Uh, Alpha opens the door to the power room. Alpha attempts to restart the generators by pulling the activation switch, but he misses. Instead, he grabs the vine next to it. He clings to it and slowly sits down. His breathing slows. Alpha falls on the ground and loses consciousness. The feed remains until contact is lost. Log ends. Addendum 6789-2. The following is an abridged lifeform catalog describing flora and fauna encountered in and around SCP-6789. Skip addendum 6789-2. This concludes iteration 1 of file SCP-6789. Proceed to next iteration. <sighs> Proceed. Accessing file SCP-6789. Iteration 2, April 12, 1947. Anomaly number, SCP-6789. Object class, Keter. Special containment procedures. All references to the Republic of Poland have been permanently eliminated by a foundation-made anti-meme, preventing its anamnesis by the civilian populace. A five-kilometer exclusion zone has been established around SCP-6789, All personnel are strictly forbidden from entering this zone without written authorization. All individuals entering SCP-6789 without proper cognitive safety gear are to be considered lost. No retrieval attempts are to be made. Bi-weekly controlled burns of SCP-6789 encroaching the exclusion zone are to be carried out by specialized task forces. Task forces are equipped with thaumaturgically enhanced fire, capable of overpowering SCP-6789's natural regrowth speed. Should SCP-6789 show aggression or resistance, additional force may be authorized as necessary. Proper execution of this procedure is to be maintained regardless of cost until a long-term containment plan can be devised. Description SCP-6789 refers to a roughly 315,000 square kilometer area previously referred to as the Republic of Poland. Following the events of April 1947, SCP-6789 has increased in both size and speed of growth. While its primary anomalous capabilities have remained consistent, it now demonstrates an ability to respond to external foundation stimuli. Thus far, it has resulted in rapid expansion into the surrounding region and active resistance towards containment efforts. SCP-6789's size is able to be regulated through sustained burns, as demonstrated in the success of its current containment procedures. It is estimated that SCP-6789's rate of expansion has reached a peak of approximately 15 kilometers per hour. Should containment fail, models predict the collapse of the veil, the fundamental alteration of normality, and the onset of an IK-class collapse of global civilization scenario to occur within 7 to 13 months. The exact mechanisms behind SCP-6789's expansion are unknown. Analysis of SCP-6789's behavior during initial containment efforts reveal it possesses a slight bias towards urban population centers. 
This knowledge was exploited by containment crews to slow SCP-6789 spread and isolate it to the confines of Poland. It should be noted that SCP-6789 still affects undeveloped land, albeit at a noticeably slower pace. The expansion of SCP-6789 constituted one of the Foundation's largest wide-scale amnestic operations on urban populations. The combined resources of the Global Aberration Caucus, the Men of Rust and Bone, the Apostolic Undercouncil, Sphere of Protectorates, and the Lithuanian Academy of the Paranormal, along the experimental use of Y-909 compound has resulted in the expungement of Poland from the collective unconscious. Jesus. Foundation web crawlers have been successful in expunging information online. Efforts are ongoing to track, destroy, and otherwise discredit references to Polish history or culture in print. The ability to perceive Poland following the containment of SCP-6789 is impossible, barring those with specialized training in counter-memetics. It is currently believed that the consequences of wide-scale amnesia are preferable over the unchecked expansion of SCP-6789. The final ramifications of this are unknown. In addition to the reappearance of both extinct species and species not native to Europe, remote drone explorations in SCP-6789 have discovered the existence of several anomalous organisms which has previously been classified as neutralized. Notable examples include the Children of the Night, Homo sapiens noctis, as well as sporadic appearances of the Forever Wondering and their prefactory variants, Baseline Fae, Homo sapiens sidae. Despite numerous previous historical examples of both of these races engaging in open hostility towards each other, they appear to maintain a harmonious relationship within SCP-6789. The reasons for their appearance within SCP-6789 and apparent immunity from its effects are unknown. Numerous crude structures and buildings similar to those believed to have been built by SCP-1000 instances during their civilization's golden age have been observed. Most of them appear to act as housing units organized in basic townships. Observation has revealed SCP-1000 societies are complex, with functioning leaderships and efficient delegation of resources. Due to artifacts collected from various structures, it is currently theorized that the area SCP-6789 occupies was once the center of SCP-1000 activity prior to the fall of SCP-1000 civilization during the Day of the Flowers. Addendum 6789-1 Following the discovery of anomalous races within SCP-6789, the Foundation's Interspecies Negotiation Branch was immediately tasked with establishing contact. Seeing how all prior attempts at communications with the SCP Foundation were in crude markings and symbols, all personnel chosen for diplomacy were implanted with Foundation technology providing enhanced understanding of esoteric communication. Personnel were also subjected to extensive training on the customs and culture of SCP-1000. Due to SCP-6789's irregular and often hazardous terrain, direct contact with SCP-1000 instances by diplomatic teams have been unsuccessful. The following files comprise all recovered communiques from SCP-1000 instances. Do not attempt contact at the time. No reason to trust. We will respond with force. All entry into our reclaimed terrain will be understood as a violation of this request. Stop all attempts. We see your attempts. We will not warn again. 
Cease. Mother does not wish for us to meet with you. We therefore listen. Do as she says or meet the consequences. Addendum 6789-2. On May 28, 1989, an SCP-1000 instance designated SCP-1000-152 was detained by Foundation operatives during a routine patrol of SCP-6789's exclusion zone. The following interview was conducted immediately afterwards. Forward. The knowledge of human language possessed by SCP-1000-152 is unique. Its proficiency in English language and human customs are highly unusual. How to obtain this ability remains unknown. Log begins. Uh, oh my. Can I get a translate? No. No need for that. I know your dirty speech well enough. <laughs> what was that? Exactly what your actions deserve. What do you require from me? The certitude of your delusion of your role as the protagonists here. I do not understand what you're insinuating. You do. Trust me, you do. Why do you think the cleansing even started? That's what you brought me in to comprehend, is it not? Yes, of course it is. If you have any answers, I assure you we can provide you with- I'll ask you this then, Magister. Has your body ever destroyed a cold? What? Uh, yes, of course I have. And tell me, when you are racked with coughs and your nose runs with mucus, what does the body do? It causes a fever? Yes, it causes a fever. It fights back, raising the temperature to kill what actively poisons it. This is what this is, Magister. This is the fever. The Earth rejecting you as her children. What? What do you even mean? Exactly what you heard me state. Wherever you go, your stench follows into our forests. What do you mean by our? Everyone. Everyone that isn't you. You rejected Mother Nature's love, and her heart finally broke after all these years. Do you know why, Magister? It is in your nature to destroy. You bring nothing but fire and destruction wherever you arrive. It doesn't matter how many times you try to reset yourself with your Yellowstone machine. You always come to this conclusion of your story. Your nature is death, and you are this death. How do you know about SCP-2000? <laughs> we know things, Magister. When you fought yourself over who will become the next Lord of Destruction, we learned, and our mother listened. 
She still gives to the children that love her, you know. What have we even done to deserve this? We Look don't... what you did to us. Look what you did to the children of the forest. We forgave you. Your siblings gave up on fighting back, but your mother's heart is broken. She gave you life, and you showed her your true colors the moment she left you off her leash. She birthed you, yet you chose to betray her in the most disgusting way possible. You hear her heartbeat, don't you? After all these years, she's finally waking up from her long dream of a perfect world in which you were good, ready to take you to the timeout you deserve. Then what the hell do you even want from us? What must we do to stop this? Get out there and wait as Mother Nature does her job at neutralizing your poison. She didn't give up on you. No, not yet. Unlike yourself, that is. And log. No additional information could be gleaned from SCP-1000-152, which has since been relocated to permanent containment. The authorization of further projects to combat SCP-6789 is pending approval by High Command. This concludes Iteration 3 of File. Hey everyone, it's Pacific here with a quick ad break and a reminder. You can get ad-free and bonus episodes every week on our Patreon at patreon.com slash scp underscore pod. There's also a link to our Patreon in the show notes below. And now, back to the episode. SCP-6789. Proceed to next iteration. Proceed. Accessing file. SCP-6789. Iteration 4. November 26th, 2066. Anomaly number. SCP-6789. Object class. Uncontained. Special Containment Procedures Due to the global spread of SCP-6789, all human survivors are to report to Foundation Naval Base 01 in the North Pacific Sea. In conjunction with the remaining member states of the New World Congress, the area surrounding Naval Base 01 is to be patrolled daily in search for the emergence of SCP-6789 phenomena. All encountered structures are to be immediately eliminated. Protection of Naval Base 01 and High Command is of urgent priority. Until a method of properly neutralizing SCP-6789's effects on human subjects is developed, no mission for the rescue of lost personnel or explorations into SCP-6789 affected regions are allowed. All personnel affected by the anomaly are to be considered lost. Description SCP-6789 is a worldwide phenomenon currently believed to encompass approximately 97% of all Earth's area and 99.98 of its population. SCP-6789 facilitates the rapid growth of organic life, leading to the emergence of floral superstructures and the manifestation of fauna believed to be long extinct. The entire anomaly seems to be interconnected, centered around a gigantic floral organism. 
a nucleus from which all further life is generated. This structure, located in the former city of Czestochowa, Poland, is theorized to have an expansive root system, granting it access to life on a global scale. Due to SCP-6789's effect on human subjects as well as its suspected intelligence, no exploration missions into the nucleus have been successful. Similarly, unmanned explorations which would allow for entry have been consistently prevented by SCP-6789's protective and regenerative properties. SCP-6789's growth pattern suggests signs of sentience. Powering this observation with the information gathered from SCP-1000-152, it is theorized that behind the anomaly's actions lies a sentient-level IX theologically ontokinetic entity present within Earth. It's theorized that this entity could have been the source of all life on Earth, or at least played a major role in its formation. SCP-6789 possesses the ability to actively protect itself and adapt to any and all methods used by the Foundation against it. However, due to the extremely large area it occupies, its movement and adaptations are rather slow. It is theorized that this is true not because it lacks sufficient strength or coordination, but rather it is yet to fully materialize its potential. Sources indicate that SCP-6789 is currently in a vegetative state. With time, SCP-6789's speed and responsiveness appear to be exponentially increasing. The reasons for this are unknown. Despite SCP-6789's influence being globally distributed, they have been observed to be focused around industrial centers. As such, undeveloped areas such as the North Pacific Sea are relatively safe for human habitation, albeit not immune to SCP-6789's effects. SCP-6789's floral structure's secondary effect manifests when its proximity to any individual possessing a cognitive resistance value, CRV, of less than 50. During such an event, they will be involuntarily put to permanent stasis for as long as they are within SCP-6789's reach. These individuals do not wither in any way, become much healthier and stronger following incapacitation by SCP-6789. Humans under the influence of SCP-6789 become encompassed in biological cocoons. These structures have been theorized to protect affected individuals, but the true purpose of this process is unknown at this time. Despite no apparent source for such manifestations, numerous long-extinct species of both flora and fauna have appeared and repopulated their original habitats. It is believed that SCP-6789 has brought back approximately 90% of species extinct due to human action. Many new species have also been observed. Addendum 6789-1 The following is a table of observations regarding SCP-6789's effects on particular countries and areas worldwide. 05-9 Would you like to skip this entry? No. Read it to me. United American Kingdoms Density Baseline Additional Notes Following SCP-6789's manifestation in the North American continent, Yellowstone Base has been lost, with all personnel having been evacuated before the spread of SCP-6789 into the Duchy of Wyoming. SCP-2000 remains accessible through direct portals as SCP-6789 structures do not appear to have penetrated the insides of the underground complex housing. It's unknown why this occurred, 
considering SCP-6789's attraction to machinery. Similar to other Foundation sites worldwide, Yellowstone Base has lost its main purpose. The Great Yellowstone Supervolcano, which was once monitored and restrained, has ceased all volcanic activity. Most nearby areas, previously thought to be inhospitable, have been healed and are populated by wild flora and fauna alike. Kingdom of Libya Density Extreme Additional Notes The main difference between pre-SCP-6789 Libya and post was the total destruction of more than 274 industrial complexes, which were once the country's pride. Of note is the total decontamination of the connection between the Libyan Ocean and the mainland. This change has been so extreme that even all the devil's throat is now clear of all traces of oil contamination. Similarly, the Great Libyan Canal is once again accessible through the European Strait, despite once being blocked by industrial waste for more than 27 years. Antarctic Empire Density Above Baseline Additional Notes Despite the extremely harsh environment created by the Antarctic Empire, SCP-6789 growths did not struggle with adapting to the conditions. In actuality, most floral megastructures spawned around the country were noted to be the largest on record. Unlike previous trends, growths were noted to be universally dense regardless of human development. The only exception to this rule was the complete destruction of the country's floating capital. It's theorized that this was caused by the city's proximity to the ozone hole. Republic of Poland Density Extreme Additional Notes Being the origin point for the entire anomaly, Poland's entire area is dense with SCP-6789 flora. Despite this, the most compact area is the core itself, the Silesian Vavoida ship. There, numerous formations and structures, which do not appear to be present anywhere else in the world, are located. Examples include trees larger than 100 meters in height, or half-transparent biological domes acting as insulative barriers for the most polluted areas. All such places have been noted to heal much more quickly, with instruments noting that Poland's once poisonous groundwater is now at an almost perfect level of quality. Fish and other wildlife have since repopulated these waterways as they did before the Industrial Revolution. The Tuvalu states, Density, extremely low. Additional notes. The situation in the Tuvalu states is certainly the most unusual though not because of what most would expect. Throughout the entire country, almost no plants exist. Large tracts of land consistently possess almost no growths whatsoever. The Tuvalu states account for more than 75% of the planet's surface that has yet to succumb to SCP-6789. The only parts of the country that have been affected are industrial complexes, though these account for less than 0.00001% of the country's area.
Although an attempt was made at establishing a foundation base within Tuvalu, all expeditions were met with failure due to resistance from SCP-6789 towards all construction efforts. Further plans were stopped once Foundation Naval Base-01 was designated as humanity's safe haven. Addendum 6789-2 The following are all proposals executed by High Command in an attempt to eliminate SCP-6789. This should be good. Keep going. Proposal number 01 Via the usage of Foundation physicists, thaumaturgists, and theologists, attempt to contact the deity located within SCP-6789's core. Use Foundation rituals to imprison, reason with, destroy, or otherwise neutralize the entity. Council vote summary. 13 accepted. 0 abstain. 0 rejected. Result. Proposal accepted and applied. Despite the ritual's perfect execution, no answer was received. Proposal number 09. Via the usage of Foundation-developed anomalous disease specific to SCP-6789's floral structures, attempt to reclaim critical Foundation bases and habitation centers. Resume previous containment efforts once successful. Council vote summary. 8. Accepted. 0. Abstain. 2. Rejected. Result. Proposal accepted and applied. Despite the development and release of said disease, SCP-6789 structures seem to have developed total immunity in less than a month. How this was achieved remains unknown. Proposal number 1-9. Apply on we protocol and through the usage of Project Lathay to metaphysically destroy the concept of industrialization from the entirety of the human psychospace. Await the total collapse of all SCP-6789 structures and resume human life as normal. Council vote summary. 5. Accepted. 1. Abstain. 2. Rejected. Result. Proposal accepted and applied. Despite a perfect execution of the protocol, no results were observed. Connections between this and information learned via extensive interrogations of SCP-1000-152 are pending verification. Proposal number 43. Via the usage of Foundation-made spacecrafts, attempt to populate one of several habitable exoplanets. Abandon contact with Earth following success of the mission to limit possibility of SCP-6789's spread. Council vote summary. 4. Accept. 0. Abstain. 3. Rejected. Result. Proposal accepted and applied. Foundation vessels Bastion and Fortress, created with the combination of resources of the American National Aviation Administration and Prussian Aeronautic Society, 
five hours prior to launch of the vessels, SCP-6789 emerged rapidly within the launch facility. Personnel and vessels are to be considered lost. Proposal number 44. Via the usage of lethal mimetic triggers activated via Project Lethay, eliminate all of humanity barring high command and wait for the natural death of all SCP-6789 structures. Repopulate the Earth with SCP-2000. Council vote summary. 3. Accepted. 0. Abstain. 2. Rejected. Result. Proposal accepted and attempted to apply. Despite the activation of the meme, SCP-6789 structures appear to prevent the activation of the trigger's lethal phase, nullifying its success. Proposal number 67. Via the usage of Project Lethay and Cloud Mimetic Triggers, revert humanity's state of development to pre-industrial times through the degradation of brain development. Rob humanity of thousands of years of scientific, cultural, and technological development. Await total destruction of modern infrastructure by SCP-6789 and the release of all individuals from SCP-6789's effect. Apply on Wii Protocol following its success. Council Vote Summary 1. Accepted 0. Abstain 0. Rejected Result Proposal Accepted Damn. You have one unread message. Open SCIP net? Yes. O5-1 has sent you a private message. Would you like to access it? That's why I'm here. Yes. Today, Raysa detected the following draft for a file being uploaded for approval to SIPnet. I'll just let you draw the conclusions yourself. O5-1 has sent you a file to review. Would you like to access it? Yes. Accessing file. Draft 4. SCP-6789. Item number SCP-6789. Object class. Safe. Special containment procedures. The room hosting SCP-6789 and its adjacent chambers are to be cut off from employees of Rolander Steel and the public at large. The sub-basement level of the factory is to be sealed and expunged from the building's blueprints. Access to SCP-6789 is to be placed under constant surveillance and armed guard. Due to scientific knowledge that could be gleaned from SCP-6789, a permanent research team is to be stationed and supplied on-site. Notable research developments are to be forwarded to Site-120 Administrative Personnel. Description SCP-6789 is a roughly 20-meter by 20-meter area of space located within the sub-basement boiler room of the Rolander General Steel Factory in Czestochowa, Poland, within which the growth speed of organic material is greatly increased. Despite being shielded from sunlight and isolated from sources of water, SCP-6789 is capable of hosting a microcosm of floral and faunal life. 
Organisms present within the anomaly are sustained indefinitely through unknown means, barring interference from outside phenomena. Prior to the manifestation of the anomaly, the room hosting SCP-6789 was the main power source for the Rolander General Steel Factory. This room has since been rendered non-functional due to plant growth. Several eyewitnesses claim to have felt a rhythmic pulsing originating from within SCP-6789 while in its vicinity. These claims are unverified and are being investigated. Further research is pending. SCP Archives was created by Pacific S. Obadiah and John Grills. SCP-6789 was written by It's a Bad Idea, Ralliston, and Trotskyt. Our script editor was Kevin Whitlock. Our narrator was John Grills. O5-1 was Katrina Piscina. Computer was Rissa Montanez. Manager Hash was BNR. Williams was Scott Paladin. Command was Reese Torado. Alpha was Bonnie Calderwood Aspinwall. Beta was Jesse Hall. Charlie was Giancarlo Herrera. That's Cheese Wheel. SCP-1000... Thanks, Cheese Wheel. SCP-1152 was Brandon Wynn. Manager Nowak was Ashley Jones. Okay, I'm going to let him out. And our theme song was done by Tom Rory Parsons. Our editor was Veronica California. Our showrunner is Kale Brown. And I'm your producer, Pacific S. Obadiah. Our executive producers are Tom Owen and Brad Miska. And this is a Bloody FM show. For more information, visit bloody.fm. If you heard that thump, that was Atlas jumping down from her closet. <sighs> I'm going to go take care of these cats, but thanks for listening.